All right. So we've been preaching through our announcements. So stuff we do, we're on week five, I think is what it is. And everything we're doing, we're tying back to our four pillars, right? So he did a couple of weeks on service. We talked about the food truck and how we go out and do things. We just had our, ser- we just had our service team meeting where we talked about things that we're going to do for the next quarters coming up, things we, ways we can help the area, ways we can help our church, ways we can help people like organizations already there. Um, so if you want more info on that, you'd go to... There's just a sign up for the service team. Do that. We'll get you on the communication so you can know what's going on. Um, we talked about worship, so we talked about... Um, so we talked about worship service last week, talked about why we gather, and one of the things we do is worship. We talked about nightlight a couple weeks ago and why we do nightlight. This week we're doing, well, study kind of covers a couple of things. One, we talk while we gather, we gather to study, but we also do small groups, which is one of the ways we do stuff. That's why we study. And then rest. So every week H has said basically the same thing. He said we do a bunch of things, but don't forget that rest is one of the things we do. It's one of our four pillars. So there's going to be opportunities to do stuff all the time, all the time. But remember, it's not one of those things that, hey, the church is doing something. Why weren't you there? You'll never hear that from us, right? We want you to go to Nightlight because Nightlight's a really good time where we can get together and worship together, do some, different, do some different kinds of worship. But you will never hear someone say, well, we missed you at Nightlight again. <laughs> Did you even know it's on Wednesdays? Ah, yeah, somebody said it. It's not on Wednesdays, it's on Fridays. Nice. See, you're paying attention. Do you even know it's on Fridays? You know it's on the first Friday every month? Except for this month? Hey, y'all are paying attention. I like it. Nice. Um, but just remember that, like, the, the idea, we do these things. We do these things because we think they'll help, right? We want to get you closer to God. We want to get you closer to Jesus. We want to get you closer to each other. But it's never one of those things where we want you to pack your week and pack your month and pack your year with just stuff from church. Because part of it is getting out as well, right? It's talking to your neighbors. It's inviting the people. It's getting to know the people you work with and bringing those people too, right? And sometimes it's not bringing them here. It's taking Jesus to them. And that's just as important. You have to have time. You have to have space for that. We're also going to do a sermon series on self-care coming up. So it's about you have to be ready and you have to be available to be able to be used and be able to serve and be able to be part of it, right? So, so rest is really important. So never forget... So groups, let me put my cards on the table just to start. This is my favorite part of church is groups. So I'm an extrovert, so I love talking to people and I can do the big group thing. But, and I've, I've been in church my entire life, right? Go to church on Sunday. We did Sunday, Sunday morning and Sunday night growing up. We did Wednesday night service. Like we were always in the church, right? Always listening to one person talk. But I, when, I, when I was first introduced to small groups, like that became the thing for me, right? Just sitting in a circle of five or six or 10 people and talking about whatever, like that's the thing for me. Like that changed my walk. Like I was Christ follower and I did stuff and I checked all the boxes and I did the things I was supposed to do. But when I was in a group, like that's when I learned that it was okay to fight with your wife. Like I was in a group and the leader said, so we're gonna talk about how to fight right right? You're going to fight with your wife. You're, you're going to have these problems. Like, let's talk about it. And I was like, hold on, wait, that's okay? Opened up a whole new world, right? It's okay to argue. It's okay to fight. It's okay to disagree. 
and not just with your wife, with other people too. But it's how you do that. It's how you manage those things. It's how you can still show Christ through all those things. I got to have that small conversation in a small group. Totally different, totally different than someone staying up here and going, hey, it's okay to fight with your wife. There's only, I mean, I can do all kinds of caveats, but that just sounds weird up here. But when you're sitting in a, you're sitting in a circle with five or six other couples and they're all going, now let's, let's talk about it, right? It also lets you ask questions, right? When you, like, we have a text line and you can think of a question and text it up here, but we don't get to answer them immediately. But when you're sitting around a circle, you can say, now wait, hold on, read that passage again. That sounded like it said this. Wow, I hadn't seen that before. That's a great question. Let's talk about that. You can also do some different things in groups that you can't do from the pulpit, right? You can actually get in and dig in and do some things. So I love it. There's a practical side of it too, right? So we've moved to Lauren a lot every four or five years. Every two or three years, we were moving for a long time. So small groups was my family and still is my family, right? Where do you eat? Where's the best Mediterranean place in town? Where do I need to buy a house? Where do I not want to buy a house? right? Where do I want to go get my car fixed? Like there's these practical things that people around you know that I can't call home and say, hey mom, where should I eat Mediterranean in Louisville? Like you just, you can't do that. So there's this practical piece of it too, just getting to know people and being around people. So to me, like this is my thing. Groups is my thing. I'll talk about it all day, right? And it's for introverts and extroverts. For extroverts, you get a small group of seven or eight people that you can attack. <laughs> they're trapped in the room with you and they have to listen to you, right? For introverts, there's only five or six people in the room with you, right? So you can handle five or six people for a few minutes, for a few minutes, until you get a couple of those extroverts in there who are ready to attack you, yeah. right? But my wife, is a, my wife is an introvert and she loves groups because she can skip all that small talk and just start talking to people because they're there, right? You can talk about what happened this week. So that's why I lock groups. Then there's one of the metaphors the Bible uses is um, for the church as a family. If you've been around church in a while, you probably heard things like child of God or brothers and sisters or the family of God, maybe even something cheesier, right? This is a concept we're talking about, the church, the people. It goes beyond just being together. It goes beyond being together we need each other, right? You've always got that weird uncle, right? He's in the family. You get to see him. But those things make you grow and those things make you better. When you're around people, you get to see different sides of people. You get to ask, you get to hear different questions. You get to see different, you get to see different experiences, things you've never seen before. You get to see, hey, this guy loves to fish. I have no, I have no interest in fishing. Like I grew up, my dad would take me, and he loved it. And every once in a while when he comes, he wants to go fish, and that's great. Like, that's not something I connected with him with, right? But I know who does. I know Paul loves to fish. So if I meet someone who, wants to, who knows how to fish, first thing I'm going to do is go, because I've been in a group with Paul, I'm going to go, hey, you love to fish? Let me connect you with somebody that will talk to you all day about it. Paul loves to fish, right? So it's just little things like that that you can connect with people over things. In small groups, you get a little closer than you do in big groups. You get to really see a person. Now, that sounds scary to some, but that's what makes us. As Christ followers, it makes us different. It makes us stick out. 
we can get along with each other. We should be able to get along with each other in this room because we have a purpose that we're working together, right? So we don't have to, we don't have to agree. You'll hear us say all the time, we're a reach across the aisle church, right? What that means is we've got all those people who disagree with each other on things, and yet we figure out a way in Christ to be together, right? Like that's the goal, that's the thing, and that's what makes us different is that we can do that. We can be different. We can show the world something different. That doesn't mean we have to agree with each other or always like each other, but it's a big deal that we're together. It's a big deal that we're together. Now, how do we do it at daylight? So formally, we do small groups, right? We call them point of light groups. So Thursday nights, Wednesday nights, or every other Sunday night, right? Like we formally do groups where we get together and do things. Um, informally, well, there's also like, I don't want to count just groups, right? Like when, we, when it's not COVID time, we have the food out and we all hang out together and just spend time together. Like that counts, right? That's a formal thing that we do as a church, but it's not a group that you have to show up with every week, right? Informally, we do it by taking people to lunch. I know Chris has a, has a group that goes out most Sundays. They just get together, they go out and hang out together for the, for the day. Right, that's perfect, right? Pizza, what was, what's next, what was last week where y'all ate? Pizza last week, perfect, right? Who can't get together over pizza? That sounds awesome. Service projects. You learn a lot about people serving next to them, right? You also learn a lot about someone when you get to serve them, right? You get a little glimpse of, of how you can help someone, and that goes a long way. And then fun nights. So how many of you came to the fun night we had out here with the water games and the ice cream? Guess what? We did that on purpose to get people together. Does that still make it all right? What? That's what we do stuff. That's how we do stuff. Get people together. So basically, it's whatever we can do to get people together so they can rub shoulders with each other and learn. All right, so let's talk format. So I'm going to use what we do in the youth. What we do in the youth is we get together, we get in a little group, and we talk about our week, talk about what I'm going to talk about, whatever my topic is, and then we share with each other, right? So we're going to do it. But there's a couple of rules. As we talk at the table... There's a couple of rules, and I have to say these. Everyone gets to talk if they want to. If you don't, just say pass, no big deal, right? That's part of it. Part of it is learning that people don't like to talk or don't have anything to say or just aren't comfortable, and that's cool. Don't monopolize. Don't be the one that says, oh, I think about that. Oh, I have that, and I'm going to tell you my story for 20 minutes, and we have five minutes to do it. So make sure everyone gets a chance to talk. Listen and leave space, right? So some things are going to come out of people's mouths and you're like, hmm. <laughs> leave space for that because it wasn't long ago that you were the hmm. Or the next question that gets asked, you're going to answer and they're all going to look at you and go, hmm. <laughs> like it's going to be you, right, at some point. So just remember, listen and leave space. People are growing and people are in different places. People are in different places with different things, right? That's part of the fun. It's not just listening to their answer. It's listening to their answer, right? Why did they say that? Why did they ask that question? What's going on? And no question is off the table. Now, we can't answer them all, right? That's what we've learned. But no question is not, no question is off the table. We can ask anything. All right, ready for the first one? 
We start every start small group with this every week with the youth. Tell your table one thing that happened to you this week. Go. We're going to do two passages together. Romans 8, 14 to 17. So if you, if you can do like Siler and just pull it up on your phone. Or you can use the Bible in front of you and look it up. If you're new to this, which we have a lot of people that are, use the table of, table of contents. They're both in the New Testament. Look up Romans. Big number 8, little number 14 to 17. So here's where your note cards come in. I want you to kind of look and see as, we're, as, we're re, as I'm reading through it. And as y'all want, this is what I want y'all to talk about at your tables, right? As you're doing it, what jumps out at you? Like when you read the passage, like what just like what jumps out at you? Like what's the thing that just jumps out at you to start? What seems important? Which that's kind of the same thing, but like what's important? What's important about this passage? Romans 8, sorry. 8, 14 to 17. What's the author saying? What's the author trying to say, right? So there's one thing, that, what's, the, what's the point he's trying to make? How does this fit into family? So we're talking about family today, groups as a family, right? So how does this tie into family? And then what questions do you have? Okay, so I'm gonna give you like six minutes. Well, I'm gonna read it out loud, right? So see if you can answer these questions, this kind of thing. And then I'm going to have, the mic is going to go around, and we're going to kind of talk about that as a big group too. So make sure you have someone at the table who's kind of saying, here are the things that we talked about, just real quick. Maybe one thing that you want to share with the group. Romans 8, 14 to 17. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit we received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are his children. Now, if we are his children, we are his heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may be able to share in his glory. So, Kate's going to come around with the mic. If you want to, I'd love to hear about, like, we'd love to hear what your table said, like one thing that your table said. Anyone, just let her know. Raise your hand. Yes, introduce yourself. That'd be great. I'm Colleen. And we were, it made me think about, in a sense, and then my dad has something he's going to say that I think is important. But it made me think about, you know, almost a sense of a a family when it comes to someone maybe being adopted. Mm -hmm. And you think that, you know, they're now welcomed into a loving home and not so much tied down to a family kind of by slavery. So it kind of made me think about someone from the outside coming in and kind of being welcomed and, and feeling at home. Cool. Thank you, Colleen. If we clap after everyone, it's going to take more time. So, so I know some of these are going to be amazingly awesome and you're going to do standing ovations, but we need to we'll curve it down for this. I'm John. Hey, John. Um, one of the things that came to my mind uh, when I read this passage was another minister that, uh, uh, you know, in another church, um, 
we approached him and uh, and wanted to uh, wanted prayer for a problem my wife was having. Her name is Mary Jo, and uh, I remember him starting out by saying, uh, "God, your daughter needs your help." And uh, you know, I I, I feel like. Uh, that, that pretty much says what par, a part of this is about. Uh, and one other thing, of course, even though I'm in my uh, mid-70s, I'm still a child to God. <laughs> Thanks. Who else? Who else had something I want to talk about at your table? Like, for real, for real, amen. <laughs> Did you see how hesitantly she came to the youth table with the mic? Um, I'm Aiden Michael, and one thing that uh, rang out to me was it was talking about how we are not uh, slaves to our sins and I said we are not burdened anymore by our sins but we are taken in by God and not uh, brought down by ourselves and brightened up. Oh, he gets the clap. <laughs> See, y'all must have an amazing youth director for guys to answer like that. Or assistant. <laughs> Totally the assistant. Who's at the table with them. <laughs> Not prompting them at all. No, they really are that smart. That's one of my biggest challenges every week is trying to keep up with them because the amazing questions that come up are just crazy. You think you have good questions? Mm. They don't text them in. They just go, hey, Rusty, what about? They've got somebody in the back. I love the Abba Father because it means daddy, but Arsenon, my friend here, said, what about mothers? And it was a great question since it's an analogy which is incomplete and there's also a mother aspect of mm -hmm. God. Thank you, Arsenon. See, great question which comes up some great conversation. Love it. Anybody else before we move on? Oh, I got one. I'm Quan. Uh, one of the things that we discussed was uh, where it talked about suffering uh, was a commonality, which would suggest that even in our Christian walk, uh, we are not void of suffering, but collectively as a family, we can help each other through it. Mm. Ooh. Oh. Hi, I'm Nancy. And several things that I got out of the passage, <clears throat> since it spoke about the Spirit so many times and what the Spirit does, I wrote down that the Spirit leads the children, the Spirit frees the children, the Spirit adopts the children, the Spirit testifies with my Spirit, and the Spirit also makes me an heir. Because I told them not to, and they half listened to me. So, all right, y'all warmed up? You ready for you ready for another one? All right. So you got this down. So can you see how groups works? Right. There's a couple of tables that did not want to share at all. Do not call on my table ever. And they had an amazing question about suffering, and it just like it just becomes a conversation piece. And you're not going to answer it, and that's okay. Like that's part of it. Part of it is being okay not to have the answer. But as we talked, there were a couple of things that came up. And actually, one of the people who answered Quan, that was yours, was talking about suffering. 
Like that was another element of suffering was that if we suffer, we suffer together. We su- that, that whole family does it together. So, so questions are great. So next one, Ephesians 2, 11 through 22. Longer passage, making you work a little harder. You did so good on the warm-up. I am going to read it, yes. Ephesians 2, 11 through 22. Therefore, remember that formerly who were Gentiles by birth and uncircumcised who called themselves a circumcision. So quick, just thing. Back in the day, there were Jews and there were Gentiles. So the Jews were the chosen people, right? So God came and chose the Jews. And right, the whole point of the Jewish nation was to be a light to the rest of the world, right? Like that was the point. But by the time it got here, it was Jews and Gentiles, like dogs, like literally they called them dogs. So they would, instead of it being a light to shine to everyone else, it became the Jews and everyone else, right? So formerly you were known Gentiles by birth, verse 12. Remember that you were at that time were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Did y'all get some good stuff in there? Lots of stuff to talk about, right? And it pulled up a lot of questions, hopefully. So let me read you what I thought. So here's what I want to leave you with, because we're talking about groups. My turn, my turn, my turn. My turn, my turn, my turn. In him you too are becoming built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Holy Spirit. Here's the thing. We're all together being built to be a temple for God. Right? There's all these differences. There's all these barriers. There's all these things that are different. Right? Different backgrounds, different whatevers. Right? Ins and outs, like the passage said, but not anymore. Because of Christ and because of what Christ did, Not only are we heirs and family, but we're built together to be his dwelling place. All of us together, the weird uncle, the extrovert, the introvert, everybody, we're all built together because of what Christ has done, right? So as a group, groups like in church, you can avoid people, right? On Sunday morning, you can come in and sit in your spot every time and hide from people. In groups, you can't. And there's a reason, right? 
you need to practice, right? In groups, you get to, you get to argue and complain and, and rub up against each other and see where people are coming from because we're all going to be built together, right, into one dwelling. So practice with, the pe- practice with a small group, and it makes the big group easier. And then the cool thing about practicing as a church, right, is it makes interacting with the world easier because there's a reason we're all joined together. And what's that reason? God, right? God, Jesus, right? Good, good Christian answer, right? Good church answer. But if you think of that way, we all, have, we all have God in us, right? We all have Jesus in us. We've got that Imago Dei that we talk about all the time about God is, made, God is in all of us, right? And so this is the practice to start looking at that in each other, start looking at it as a bigger picture in each other, and then start go finding it in the people who need it.